Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with the stars, creators, and business leaders bringing Broadway and the theater industry back to life. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to two of the folks behind the Theater Leadership Project. The new nonprofit initiative will train, mentor, and place early career Black producers, general managers, company managers, and stage managers in the commercial theater industry via multi-year fellowships and partnerships with Black-led theater organizations. Founded by Broadway producers and working with an advisory council that includes Whoopi Goldberg, the Theater Leadership Project officially launches later this year. And in this episode, I'll be talking to Travis Lamont Bellinger, a producer who is one of the founding members of the project, and to Leah Harris, the program manager for the new nonprofit. Both Harris and Bellinger are in the virtual studio with me to talk us through all the ways the Theater Leadership Project hopes to help change an industry where Black professionals remain severely underrepresented. Hey, Leah and Travis. Thanks for joining me. Hi. Hey, thanks for having us. I, you've both been involved in theater and the theater industry for several years now. And I wonder if we could start by talking about your previous work in the theater and how it led you to where you are now and to the Theater Leadership Project. I guess, Travis, let's start with you. Tell us about your background and how it brought you to where you are. 
Sure, sure, sure. I, I've had uh, just about every job one could possibly have in the theater in order to kind of make my way. I knew after college that I wanted to be a producer that was very real to me. How to get there, I didn't necessarily know. So I did some, you know, I did this pretty big uh, internship and fellowship at Arena Stage and have uh, worked at a bunch of different places. I really just took any associate producer, or producer, anything with producer in the title, I would take that job um, because there is no pathway, there's no route. Uh, and so, um, eventually, I, I continued working up and I was uh, at the Old Globe as the Associate Artistic Director uh, and Leah Volick asked me to join her um, to start her company, Leah Volick Productions. And so I went off to do that. And one of the first things that Leah talked to me about was uh, TTLP, the Theater Leadership Project. Uh, the, the, that started in June in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Um, and uh, when so many industries were grappling with how do we contribute to uh, you know, racist, uh, um, racist structures, uh, anti-Black racist structures, uh, the, the, and the theater industry was also thinking through this. Leah and Barbara uh, Broccoli had this idea of creating TTLP, and, and that's that's how I've come to it. It's because I work for Leah, and, and so I'm working on it. Right. Yeah. And then, Leah, different Leah. Um, uh, tell us about your background and how uh, you came to the project. Yeah. So I have mainly worked regionally um, ever since I got out of college. I've been fortunate enough to just be working full time regionally. I worked at Dallas Theater Center for um, just about four years. And that's where I met Travis, actually. And then I was at Milwaukee Repertory Theater. And all of my work there has really centered across community engagement, education, programming and regional theater and really getting theaters to think about how they're in conversation with their communities that they serve. Um, and uh, so that's really been the basis of my work. And through that, I've also gotten to do artistic producing as well at the regional theater. So that's been really great because I've gotten to learn about producing kind of through um, a community lens, which has been really great. Um, and how I got to TTLP is I, at the height of the pandemic, like so many people lost my job actually. So they cut community engagement at Milwaukee Rep. And so I kind of was in this place of like, okay, what, what is gonna be my next step? And so I kind of put myself back out there. I was interviewing everywhere um, and I was kind of just throwing darts all over to figure out where I wanted to be. Am I gonna stay in the Midwest, go back to the South, East Coast, West Coast? Um, and Travis actually texted me um, and was like, hey, this thing is happening. Um, I'm wondering if you wanna have a conversation about it. And it kind of went from there. And I've officially been with TTLP since the beginning of March as the program manager. So it's been really great because it kind of intersects a lot of my interests and uh, it's kind of a beautiful culmination of the work I've done thus far in terms of producing and program management and partnerships and and um, and thinking about you know how we build a community of support around a group of people within the theater and things like that so um, yeah so that's how I got to TTLP and so we'll talk a little bit about what uh, TTLP is doing and the programs it's offering but um, Travis you mentioned you mentioned Leah Volek, who is a Broadway producer um, who recently started her own uh, production company uh, as you and she are among the founding members of TTLP and I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about who else are among that group of founders with you and how do you all anticipate being involved uh, moving forward with the project 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the other founding members of TTLP include uh, Alicia Parker, who is a producer and uh, a general manager. Um, Patrick Daly, who is also a producer, Patrick and Alicia both consult with Barbara Broccoli, um, who is one of the who is the other founding member. Barbara Broccoli and Leah Volick came together in the wake of George Floyd's murder and and uh, had this idea, and then they brought in Patrick, Alicia, and I to help them create this company. Right. Yeah. And then. Leah, how will you be involved in the kind of day-to-day -day workings of this? What what does it mean to be the program manager of of TTLP? Do you know yet? I think yeah, I was says like I think we're still defining it every day because it's 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 also new, but it it is really exciting for me because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of um, room for growth and creation in this program, and so I think as that continues to grow, my role and and influence will continue to evolve, which which I think is actually really exciting. I kind of love that I am have been brought in at the stage that I have been in terms of just um, where I'm able to. Um, like Travis said, just kind of like keep everything going. But also it's exciting now that we are announced to be able to have conversations with, you know, the Broadway community and just other partners about, you know, what what does it look like to offer this fellowship for three years and to have a community of fellows that are really looking to invest in full-time work on Broadway. And what does that community of support look like? Um, so yes, we know, you know, um, that we'll be working with our partners in terms of their day-to-day -day work, but also I'm really interested in, again, just the community of support that we can build around these fellows to assure that at the end of this fellowship in three years, that this is a life in a community that they want to sustain and continue to be in. So, I mean, right now, you know, my day-to-day -day is like emails and meetings and, you know, setting up things and stuff like that. But also, I think we're getting into some really exciting conversations at TTLP about, um, you know, just the how we continue to kind of really build up this program and, and have offerings outside of, you know, just doing the work, but how we really get them into this, the, the Broadway community at such an important time right now when we're reopening. I think it's really exciting to think about that in that terms as well. Leah, you mentioned briefly the partnerships, the partners that uh, you will be working with. And I wanted to talk to you both about sort of what those partner organizations are and why it was important uh, as you thought about this project to sort of partner with uh, those particular organizations and what uh, what you were able to do with those partnerships that maybe you wouldn't be able to do alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can talk about, you know, kind of who, who our partners are. Um, so we are partnered with um, the Prince Fellowship that's House of Columbia um, University, um, and that we're partnered with them on the creative producing track. They have a um, pretty long history within the industry of uh, producing creative producers. Um, and so they will, our fellows will be part of the first year. Um, their first year will be the Prince Fellowship. And then the second two years will be in partnership with TTLP. They'll be working with us. We'll be, you know, continuing to develop their ideas. Um, but we felt like it was really important to, you know, have a creative producing partner um, like Prince who has the infrastructure and kind of the history and influence to really support that individual in that first year and give them some of those foundational tools and understanding of what it what it means to be a creative producer um, and then give them that those additional two years to continue to develop with TTLP. Um, and then for general and company management, we partnered with Black Theater Coalition. Um, again, I think it was important for us to think about partnerships that are, you know, partners that are already doing the work and already at the forefront of change. And so with BTC, we've developed <clears throat> 
additional six additional two-year fellowships. So the first two years of the fellowship will, will be with BTC, partnered with six general management offices working throughout Broadway. And then that final year, again, they'll be with TTLP and we'll be working on um, job placement opportunities for them um, if they want to, you know, obviously continue in the industry. So those are our partners. And, you know, part of our mission, you know, is, is leadership. And we also appreciate stage management in that. So we're still figuring that offering out and we're having conversations with stage managers um, within the industry about what that offering looks like. And that will be coming out, you know, once it's ready. Um, so right now, our main partners are um, the Prince Fellowship through Columbia and Black Theater Coalition for general and company management. And if I can add, we'll be, as Leah was saying, that there are other, uh, that TTLP is built to expand uh, and it's built to grow. We've built in growth opportunities within the, 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 the very fiber of the organization. Um, and so we are in conversations with a number of different partners, in, including even in uh, general company management and uh, producing uh, to find other pathways that people may uh, come to this work. Because the work of a producer, for instance, uh, um, you know, a producer on Broadway is very different than the work of a presenter on the road. Uh, so, so we want to make sure that um, we are finding a way to uh, uh, allow people in uh, however they see themselves. And let's talk a little bit about the specifics of these fellowships that these sort of multi-year fellowships and the, the main one, it, it seems like you were built around the initial ideas as creative producing fellowship that, uh, that, uh, is not like, uh, anything else that I know of in the industry. Tell me a little bit about kind of how it's going to work and why it was, how the structure evolved to offer things that were not, uh, readily available, uh, previously. I think. I could take this one maybe. Um, so, at the beginning of the at, the at the creation of TTLP, one of the things that was most important to Barbara and Leah was that uh, we are about long term sustained uh, um, funding. We're about long term sustained support. Um, so we were never going to create fellowship opportunities or internship opportunities, what have you, that are anything less than than, than a, a number of years, because it does take that long to really kind of wrap yourself into the community. Um, and so going out to the Prince Fellowship, uh, they have had such a, a, a vast history of amazing producers coming through their programs and all, and most of their producers, all of their producers have gone off to continue to produce on Broadway, to, to bring in new work. And so we wanted to be able to partner with them in order to uh, have our producer go through that. But again, we are about multi-year support. So the second year of the Prince Fellowship will be placing the producer, or the second year of the producing fellowship, excuse me, will be placing the producer in another producer's office so they can also have that experience. And then in the third year, they'll focus on their project uh, that they brought in with them and we'll, we'll work with them to find uh, employment opportunities. Uh, and like Leah was saying with, the, with BTC, uh, as we are about 
again, long-term sustained support. Uh, we wanted to make sure that the fellows were going to have an opportunity to actually kind of sink into a general manager's office. And BTC came up with the idea of then let's make this two-year uh, fellowships in the general management offices. Let's let's let us work with the general managers and get their offices in a place where they are ready to receive fellows of color, and then let us have them there for two full years. And then in a third year, we will work with the general managers, with BTC, and with the fellows to find employment opportunities. Because after all of these financial resources and education resources and all of the stuff that we are investing in these fellows, we want to be sure that we keep them in the industry. We want to be sure that we keep them in the commercial theater field. So we're going to do everything we can at the end of their fellowship to keep them there. Yeah, it does seem one of the things that is can be so challenging about uh, getting into the theater business and staying in the theater business is that for so long, it's been sort of built on the idea of unpaid internships, which is, uh, I mean, so many, I imagine you both have had those in the, but that's a huge barrier to entry, right? And um, talk us through you're, you've uh, you talked through some of the ways that TTLP is mitigating that. I mean, one of the things is that this fellowship, this is a fellowship and you are paid. Uh, you know, you don't, you know, you're not, it's not an unpaid fellowship. You, um, you have all this opportunity and you are paid for the work you do. Yeah, you're paid, uh, and you're you're paid real money. I listen. I I did a, a, some some fellowships in my life, and <laughs> you like it's. I I don't come from from wealth by any stretch of the imagination, um, and so taking an unpaid fellowship was not. Uh, it, it was not in the cards for me. Um, luckily, my first fellowship at Arena Stage was paid. It wasn't paid very much, but it was paid. Uh, eventually, I was also able to get health insurance. That is one thing that we're starting out with the fellows. They will have health insurance. We know from living through this global pandemic that there is nothing more important than ensuring that if you get sick, you can go to a doctor and be taken care of. So we're going to make sure that they have that. We also know because of how this country is built that uh, um, family wealth is not necessarily something that a lot of Black people come from. So being able to move yourself to New York, being able to cover um, potential expenses in childcare or uh, student loans or other expenses that you don't even know will come up. Um, a, a number of people don't have that. So we're also, we've created a little fund that each fellow can draw some money from uh, for those potential expenses. Uh, so yes, you'll be paid, you will have health insurance, and you will have uh, other expenses uh, potentially being able to be met. I'll have more with Travis and Leah right after the break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now here's more with Leah Harris and Travis Lamont Bellinger of the Theater Leadership Project. Travis, a little earlier in our conversation, you uh, mentioned you were talking about the general manager's uh, office and getting 
getting the general manager office ready to uh, to incorporate a, a fellow of color. And I wanted that leads me into a, a, one of my questions for you, which is a lot of the things that people have been talking about in the last year is the racism and inequity that's sort of embedded into the structure of how the theater industry works and how so many how the structure of how so many things work. Um, and I just wonder how you at TTLP are thinking about the ways in which you're teaching people the way the business works and then also teaching them the ways in which or showing them the ways in which it needs to be changed or working to change them as you're bringing in uh, all this new talent. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. And Leah, do you want to add on? Or you, you're about to speak, so you, you start. Oh, no, I was just I was just going to say that I think um, one of the things that we're able to focus on now that we are, you know, kind of post our launch is about this idea of, you know, we're going to have black individuals working in predominantly white environments. Right. And we need to we view it as our you know utmost responsibility to make sure that our fellows are working in safe, healthy, anti-racist environments, because, again, this is a life and a career that we want them to sustain. Um, and so we're having really intentional conversations about what is it? What are the what are the expectations that we have for our GM offices and our partners in terms of how we treat one another and how we and, and what, are, what are the systems that we're putting in place to make sure that our fellows have a safety net that appreciates their, their full humanity. Um, so because so often we just hear about, you know, um, people of color, black people being in white environments and not and having to shrink themselves, not being able to show up fully, not being able to live authentically in that space. And I think one of the things we're we're doing by saying we're being intentional about focusing on black individuals means that we have to be intentional about the care that we have for them in these spaces. And, you know, we are we are leaning into those conversations and we're excited about those conversations. And I think our partners are as well, because it really is about making that space hospitable and, and fair and, and anti-racist for them to really be able to do their best work. Because again, we are working so hard, like Travis was saying, on eliminating barriers of just, you know, getting to New York, moving into a place, all these other things. We also have to make sure that when they show up to work, they're able to do so fully. And that's, that is something that we are actively working on right now in conversation with um, some HR consultants and just people in the field that are really helping us think about that in a way um, for, for our fellows this fall, so. And to your, you had asked earlier how the founding members were going to continue participating, and I didn't actually actually answer that question. <laughs> this is like there is a lot to do. There is a. We are very happy that Leah um, has come <laughs> on. She is the only employee of TTLP, but there is a lot to do because not only are we trying to like build space at these, not only are we trying to find the fellows, but then we have to help build the space that, that they will inhabit. Uh, also to add our GM partners and our partners with BTC and Columbia have been excited, like excited to do this work of, um, of making sure that their organizations are hospitable spaces for these fellows. It is also to say that uh, the Broadway League has been doing a lot of work in terms of getting training for the GM and the GM offices uh, in anti-racism, EDNI. Um, so, it, so there's a lot of work that's happening in, 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 in changing the culture of spaces. Yeah, and I imagine that also intersects with the conversations that are going on right now about, you know, bullying and harassment and sort of, you know, the ways people treat each other uh, in Broadway spaces and the ways sometimes it has been tolerated, uh, bad behavior has sort of been tolerated in a way that uh, people have finally decided uh, they will not tolerate anymore. I imagine, is that correct? Am I correct in thinking that? that Absolutely. That intersects, yeah. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we're not going to send a fellow to a space that's not safe for them. Um, right. And what safety means is not just physical safety, their emotional, their mental, their spiritual safety. We're not going to send them into a place that isn't safe for them. Um, we're, we want to send them into a place, into spaces where they can learn and grow and fail and be able to continue learning and growing and failing. Uh, and so, uh, so yes, we're all, everyone is, everyone has rolled up their sleeves and are doing that work. It's not the easiest work to do, to kind of look at yourselves and say, how can, how, how in what ways do we need to change to be more anti-racist? It's not easy work. So I applaud all of our partners for doing it. Yeah. And how, for each of you, as you've been in the industry uh, for the years that you have been, how have your experiences informed the way you're approaching this in terms of either the support you got or the support you wish you'd gotten? Mm-hmm. Um, Good question. It's a great question. I like, uh, you know, Leah Valak hired me. Uh, I, it's not that I came from nowhere. My God, I was a the the old globe is one of the largest theaters in the country. But um, she, I don't have, I did not have Broadway connections before then. Something that Leah Harris here and I talk about a lot is that uh, there seems to be this notion that if you are a black person, if you're a person of color working in the theater field, that like the commercial world is not for you, that you should, that you are forced to go into the not-for-profit arena. And it's specifically, yes, the pathways to commercial producing are difficult, um, but so are the pathways to producing in the, com- in the not-for-profit world. Um, yes, the rules, they're all kind of shrouded in mystery, but so are the rules for not-for-profit. The difference is, is that, uh, black people are basically told from the moment you graduate college that all of the work that you have to do has to be in service. Um, that like somehow in order to get here, you've gotten something. And so now you have to give back. You can't do work that is all, that also has a commercial angle to it. Your work can't play with the market. Your work can't be about uh, um, making money, that that's not what you do. What you do is serve. Um, and I think that we are working to also kind of combat uh, that idea and to, to fight against that. But Leah Valak hired me. She just kind of asked me to do this because she saw something in me and she liked me. Um, I wish that all producers would do that, would start looking outside of the, the would start looking outside the spaces that they uh, always inhabit and uh, for, for, for people to work in their offices, but that's not what's happening. Um, and so I, being a young black producer, uh, I feel like I have to bring a lot of my personal experience into this as we build it because we don't have a bunch of people like Leah Valak who's out just hiring people. Um, we So we have to build this system uh, that's going to be hospitable. I don't actually know if I answered your question, but I, I feel like I knocked around it. You absolutely did. No, that, that's that's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Um, and yeah. Then, yeah, Leah. I mean, and I think, I mean, what I would say is like, I totally agree with everything, you know, that Travis has said. And I think, you know, for me, it's like a lot of the work, I mean, all the work that I've done since I've graduated has been in service at a nonprofit, you know, within community engagement, education, that world. And it has taught me a lot. And I think right now, you know, what I am, what, what is, what is exciting about this role is that I'm really able to think about 
all of the things I've learned within regional theater about, you know, partnerships and collaboration and how we, um, you know, are in mutually beneficial positions with one another, how we're in right relationship with one another to, to move forward. Um, because I think, you know, one thing that I've, I've just learned is like collectively we can move forward together. Um, and, and, and that, and I think that, you know, the way that TTLP is doing this through partnerships and how we are, how the how the program is 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 built to really have capacity for multiple partnerships is really really exciting to me because again that's just that is that has been my work, um, and so I'm hoping that this is also kind of modeling to the field a way of. Um, uh, just a, a way of, you know, supporting new leadership, supporting more Black people in spaces, and really thinking about, again, just like those pathways to leadership and how they have historically, systemically served white people and have kept Black people out, and really thinking about how we can ground our partnerships in ways that are equitable and fair, that really do promote a society that and, and promotes leadership that looks like the society and country that we live in. Because I just ultimately think that, like, we are just at a point now where we just need to have leadership that is just more reflective of our lived experiences um, and more reflective of the world that we live that we know that we live in. And so I'm I'm excited by all the the energy that's happening um, on Broadway to kind of um, to, to do all of that work right now because it's I think it's it's I mean it's long overdue but I think right now is it's it's a really important time to be thinking about that. So again, I don't even really know if that answered the question either. But it absolutely did. It absolutely did. Thank you. Um, and actually, you also alluded to the fact that neither of you had really had a Broadway credits before this, and I just wondered about working in. Both of you have worked in multiple uh, regional theaters around the around the country, and I wonder if that gives you if you can sense that that gives you a national perspective that maybe people on Broadway who, because it's, it, it can be a very closed sort of closed loop there, um, that, uh, that, that you are bringing a perspective that, uh, kind of influences the way, the way this program evolves. Do you have any sense of that? Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just, the, the, the way that the belief that, these producers and managers are not out there. We both know from coming from the regional world that right. they are out there. They're brilliant. They're brilliant leaders mm -hmm. just running around this country who are just the right. sleeves rolled up doing the work, uh, who would who would do who would bring dynamic change to the commercial world, who would the, the work that they would produce or the, the ways that they would manage uh, would change everything and they have not been afforded those opportunities to uh, they've not been invited in and, and and in fact they've been intentionally excluded because that's how systematic racism works um and so i i can speaking for myself i know that there are just so many people out there so the idea that they aren't out there is just not true what we have to do is invite them in and create a space where they will want to be. Um, because these aren't people who are just sitting around waiting for jobs and just like, oh, woe is me. These are people who are out there doing the damn thing. So we have to invite them in and create a space that they will actually want to come to and then do everything we can to keep them there because what they are going to do is going to, is, is going to change everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think just again, just, I mean, I think part of you know us wanting to support this next generation of leadership is having leaders that come from different backgrounds right like having different thought processes and thought partners in leadership and really thinking about 
what does it mean to be a leader right now? And, 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 and what are the conversations that leaders are having? I just think that like, as we're continuing to talk about, you know, supporting the next generation of black leaders, all of that stuff, we have to also acknowledge that that means that leadership is going to start looking and feeling different, that we're going to start feeling different changes in our community. And so like really just being, and, and those are all, those are all exciting things to celebrate. Right. So I think that's also just an important part about when we talk about leadership, that like, that means that, that's going to look different and it's going to feel different. And the choices are going to, again, be more reflective of um, the world that we live in. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the the candidates you're looking for. Who who are these people? How, where do they come from? What's their background? What Tell us a little bit about like sort of who you think are the will be the applicants uh, for this program and who you think would be a good fit. I think I mean, you know, we've that's definitely something that we've like con- you know, we get asked a lot and we have to think about a lot. And I think ultimately, you know, we want this fellowship to be for anyone who sees themselves in this fellowship, right? We want to create, again, going back to creating that space where people want to be in. Um, we're not centering education. We're not centering a level of education. We're not centering working from nonprofit coming into, you know, we're not centering these kind of ideas of this is how you've had to do it to get there. Or just because I, you know, went the education route, you know, that's not, that's not what we're thinking about. We really are thinking about who is it that sees themselves being in this position, making this commitment for three years and potentially would want to sustain it, right? And and if you can see yourself doing that and if you can, you know, make the effort to apply and all of that stuff, then we will want to talk to you and we're going to want to create that space for you. I think what's exciting about this first year and this, this idea that, you know, in a handful of months, we'll have an announcement to say these are our fellows is like it the from then on, the program will really take shape around those individuals. Right. And I think part of my job will be to make sure that it does and that, you know, as they continue to grow and evolve in year two and three, it could look like a completely different program because it's reflective of their art and their values and their humanity. And I think that that's, that's really exciting. So there is no, I don't know if there's one perfect candidate, um, but if you see yourself in this fellowship, then then you should apply and we want to talk to you for sure. Definitely. And it's just if I can add to that, Leah has spoken just like beautifully about how we decolonize uh, our ideas of experience. Um, right. And because the way that these systems are set up is that certain people who have certain experiences that are only afforded to those to people who look like them, um, then perpetuate that idea by saying you have to have this kind of degree or you have to have this, this and that. Um, and so we're, we are actively working to not answer the question of who is the right person for this because we want the we want the candidates to answer that themselves we want them to look at the descriptions of these jobs and say you know what i had this life i went off and did this this and this i maybe didn't go to college i maybe did you know i was doing this and i see myself doing that i think that this works for me i am a i work in a law office and i think that you know I, maybe this is a good thing for me i'm i'm going to become a company manager, then please come join us. Or, you know, I've been producing plays in my neighborhood at the church and I, and now I, and I, and I think I have a handle for what this could be. And I have some ideas, then please come join us. I mean, hell, that's how Tyler Perry got his start. So like you could <laughs> maybe be him. Um, so, so there, there, there are many different routes to, mm-hmm. uh, to, 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 to be, to, to whatever success is. Uh, and we want to make sure that we are open for all of those. 
Yeah. And I think also too, just adding on that, just going back to when I was talking about leadership and what it looks like, it's like, again, having fellows that are coming from, you know, all those different backgrounds that Travis just talked about and, you know, thinking about how that, how that will, how that diversity of experience and not necessarily coming through, you know, um, a specific training program or coming from the theater world, that's only going to enhance the ideas and the, the innovation that Broadway can do, right? By having just a diversity of thought, you know, someone that has not grown up in the industry or grown up seeing plays on Broadway, whatever that is, that is only going to add to like the richness of the tapestry that our fellows will be able to to add to. So I think it is important that like we really do punctuate that, you know, we're not centering um, or putting a certain value on the traditional ways that you can, you know, become in these positions. So. Mm-hmm. And so how many fellows will be chosen at at some point later this year? So we'll have um, so we'll have six um, within our GM program, GM and company mm-hmm. management program, and we'll right. have one creative producer fellow, right. and we'll do that every year. So we'll do one new Prince fellow every year for the next three years, oh, um, and then once we have our stage management announcement, we'll know what that kind of rounded number looks like. Um, but we're we're not sure what that looks like yet. So and sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to ask. And so this so it is structured to this is an annual rolling program at least right now. Okay. So there, Specifically with the, with the Prince Fellowship. Okay. okay. Every every year we'll do a new, um, we'll support a new uh, track within the Creative Producer Fellowship. Okay, great. For three and years every, for each of them. Okay, yeah. For each of them for three years. And great. with uh, the General and Company Management Fellow, hmm. they'll be there three years. And then we are, we, uh, the program is built to in three years bring in a new crop of General and Company Management Fellows. Right. And you have talked, you've both talked a little bit about how it's, how the program is sort of structured to uh, enable growth or change based on anything that might happen with the, with the folks that uh, are involved in this. How looking ahead as should the, should TTLP be able to grow and expand its, its activities? What for you are you hoping to be able to do even beyond what uh, it's doing right now? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, um, and and uh, I think that there is, I think that there is obviously a lot of opportunity for leadership for people with people of color. There's just so much opportunity because there's very few. Um, there are I can't think of a single general manager of color in the Broadway world, and I um, and uh, very few company managers and very few producers and stage managers, and so there's a lot of opportunity out there uh, to get them. But I also think that uh, as we continue to think about leadership and different leadership roles. We're, we're, we are specifically focusing on leadership because of the, the trickle-down effect of that. We believe that by hiring people of color, getting people of color in leadership roles, that they will also continue to hire uh, people of color um, and that that will have a trickle-down effect. Um, I think that one thing I'm interested in us doing is uh, thinking about what are other leadership uh, roles in the industry that we should also be examining with TTLP. Um, so I think that once we kind of get all of this started uh, and we bring and we get the fellows in, then I think we it'll afford us a little time to think about okay, then what's next uh, in terms of what other positions are we going after? Yeah, I would agree. I think yeah, I think because I'm also just really interested in the investigation of of leadership and and where we are, where we're calling upon our leaders to lead. And so I think as we continue to grow, I think I'm interested in that, in in where else TTLP can support um, leader leadership. 
Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing how the program grows and to seeing also how it begins. What is the uh, the application? How if someone is interested in applying, how do they do? Where do they do it, and by when? Yes. So the applications for the Prince Fellowship of Columbia are open now. You can go on our website and click through um, everything on our programs page and understand what the three-year offering is. And then go and then you can click apply now and go apply for the Prince Fellowship. Um, those applications close June 15th, so about a month out. And the BTC applications for company and general management will be open on June 1. Um, and so if you sign up for our email list on our website, you'll get all of those updates um, when they're happening. Great. All right. Um, well, thank you. Thank you both. It was great to talk to you. And we look forward thank to meeting you. your fellows when, uh, when, when it launches. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> they are going to be, we are, we are going to have a great rollout and trying to introduce them to the world. So yes. definitely looking forward to you meeting them. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you both. Thanks. Thanks. That was Travis Lamont Bellinger and Leah Harris, two of the executives behind the Theater Leadership Project. More information at theaterleadershipproject.org. That's theater with an R-E, theaterleadershipproject.org. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of StageCraft, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us grow our audience of folks who love theater as much as you and I do. Or tell a friend about StageCraft. You can find past episodes or subscribe on all the pod places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Broadway Podcast Network, which is a great place to find more theater for your ears. I'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. Until then, find me on Twitter at GCoxVariety. Thanks for listening, and see you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.